0: enjoy checking in with our guy robert murray he's an mlb insider for fanside and he joins us via the brown and crouppen celebrity line robert thanks so much for the time as always man was listening to you earlier this week with carm uh going through some of the biggest offseason questions how you doing today
1: I'm doing really well.
0: How are you Uh, doing very well? So the pitching market is what's really gotten going of late. We've already had three guys sign some pretty significant deals. Have you been surprised at all by the market that we've seen for Rodriguez, Syndergaard, Verlander signing big money before December 1st?
1: I'm not surprised that these guys are signing so quickly. I'm just surprised by the dollar amount for each of these players. And like Verlander yesterday getting 25 million, obviously is a very deserving player. He's a hall of fame candidate, uh, he's likely going to get into the Hall of Fame, I should say, um, and he's coming off Tommy John, and he's still got twenty-five million for one year, and then a player option for twenty-five. So he's basically guaranteed fifty million bucks if he so chooses. Um, so, like the the amount of money that's going to these pitchers, I'm very surprised by that. I think that's going to end up influencing the other players in the market, and and could take the Cardinals out of uh, the starting pitching market, or at least at the high end of it. But um, the, like the the money value is just. Is very high.
2: Well, and that's where I was going to go next with this, Robert, because a lot of Cardinals fans, and we have even connected the Cardinals to Marcus Stroman. Experts are connecting the Cardinals to Marcus Stroman. But if Verlander's getting this amount, it does seem like Marcus Stroman's going to be at least asking for the minimum of 25 per year. And does that mean Cardinals are done with this top tier?
1: I don't think it means they're done, but I think it decreases the chances they end up dabbling in this market by quite a bit. I was one of those people who thought Marcus Stroma was a really good fit for the Cardinals and would give them, along with Jack Flaherty, a really good one-two punch for the next few years. Um, But I would imagine he ends up signing elsewhere on a pretty lucrative deal, um, and they end up exploring a different part of the market. You can look at a player like Alex Wood or Alex Cobb. Uh, Both of those guys would fit really well in St. Louis because they're ground ball pitchers, and the Cardinals have such a good infield defense. Um, so I would imagine those guys are going to be more in play than a guy like Stroman, but, um, yeah, with, with these prices that are going on throughout baseball right now, I think Stroman's chances of ending up in St. Louis have decreased by a lot.
0: What do you think the market's going to look like for guys like Wood, Cobb? We've also talked about John Gray, Sclefani, Matts. That might even be a tier up from those guys that you mentioned, but what do you think the market's going to look like for kind of that mid tier starting pitcher?
1: Yeah, I would expect Mats to be the next one to go, and that would not—I would not be surprised if he ends up signing sometime this week. And I think that deal is going to be probably toward the edge of what the Cardinals are, are comfortable doing because he's coming off of a pretty good year. Not like his teammate uh, Robbie Ray, but he's still coming off of a pretty good year. I would imagine a guy like Alex Cobb um, is going to be much more realistic, um, even or, or Alex Cobb and Alex Wood. Um, I think Wood ends up getting a multi year deal for around maybe 10 or 11 million per year in that range. Uh, Cobb, maybe about like a one year deal um, just because he's um he's he's a veteran and I would imagine like that's gonna be more likely for him at the stage of his career but those are two guys I'm watching for sure
2: are there other pitchers that match the Cardinals system here Robert because you know I brought up Michael Pineda in the past I know BK has talked about a couple of other guys and then there's the trade market as well that BK is obsessed with a guy named <laughs> Sean Manaya. so are those guys that make sense
1: yeah, I'll tell you, you're not the only one obsessed with Minaya. That He is the talk of baseball right now. Oh, come Braun. on. Well, there goes
2: the Cardinals' <laughs> come chances. On, man.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry for delivering the bad news. I, it appears I'm pretty good at that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I would imagine like the Cardinals are going to end up probably having conversations with the A's about those two players. Uh, I, I think every team in baseball will. But something that the front office in St. Louis has shown in the past is that they're not willing to part with their top prospects. They weren't even willing to do that for uh, Nolan Arnato And, of course, these salary situations are different. Arenado is making a lot, and these guys are still like not making premium dollars, so maybe they're thinking changes. Um, but at the end of the day, while I expect at least one of those guys to be traded, I just I don't think they end up in St. Louis. That's, that's my feel right now, but I could be wrong.
0: What do you th- when you say that Mania is the talk of baseball, that obviously gives me anxiety because uh-huh. it, it probably means the price is going up from what I would have anticipated is already of sweating, the, Robert, yeah, the prospect return. But <laughs> what kind of a haul do you think he could get? Because I look at it and it's a one year deal for a starting pitcher that has injury history. I, I, typically, that ends up being not a great return, honestly, in terms of the prospects. But do you yeah. think that's going to be different in this situation?
1: Yeah, like, with a, with a player like him, like, he's such a talented guy. He's on a one-year contract, and, like, it may not cost a premium, but something that these teams, they saw the San Francisco Giants do it last year. They get these guys on one-year deals, and they end up maximizing, um, like, their abilities, and they turn out to be stars on, on really, like, good value. And that's going to end up probably driving up the prices for some of these players, like a Manaya or even a Montas who's actually shown really good ability in the past too. Um, So I think that could be what hinders things. And like you saw it with Andrew Heaney, uh, getting 8.5 million after a really bad year. Like these teams are trying to identify those players like the giants do. And like, there's a lot of teams who are trying to do it and And the value for these players is just really sky high. Um, so like that. that's that's what I'm talking about there. Awesome.
0: Wonderful. Great to hear here in <laughs> St. Louis. We're talking to Robert Murray, MLB insider for fanside. And you can follow him on Twitter at by Robert Murray. All jokes aside, he's very good at his job and he, he is very connected. Uh, Robert, I did want to ask you, you know, if they're going to go a little cheaper on the free agent market, that that makes sense. I I don't blame them for doing so but they're going to spend money. They've, they've got a decent amounts to be able to spend this off season. If they get back to previous Mm -hmm. payrolls, it's right around $30 million is what uh, they have available to them. Where else do they go to spend that money in your mind?
1: Yeah, you're totally right. They're going to spend money this off season, but with the starting pitcher market being so hot um, and so pricey, I could see them dabbling into the, the relief market a little bit more than, than you would expect Um, because something they're looking for is an impact reliever. Um, They're talking to Luis Garcia right now about a deal uh, to bring him back to St. Louis, but they would like to have somebody else back there um, because there's still talk about Alex Reyes and Jordan Hicks moving to the rotation, although Hicks is, that's not going (laughs) to happen. Just being honest there. uh, You're correct. (laughs) We feel the same way. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm glad I'm not alone on that one. Like Reyes, they're going to give him a shot. Um, I don't think it happens, but you could end up seeing them add at least one impact reliever. I don't know about two, but I think one makes sense. When and you say impacts,
0: do you mean, are, are we talking to like Joe Kelly? Or are we talking like the Kenley top Jansen. Of the
1: market impact relievers? Yeah, I wouldn't think top of the market, but I could see like a, a Joe Kelly type, I'm not saying specifically Kelly. Um, but there's a lot of like decent relievers out there who could end up filling that role. Like one guy, like I'm going to stick in LA for a second here um is Corey Canable. uh he is somebody who you guys got to see up close in milwaukee for all those years like he is a very talented reliever um and he's not getting talked about that much because he's coming off at of tommy john but toward the end of the season in la he ended up showing a lot of ability and i'm surprised he hasn't gotten more attention publicly um like i'm not saying like that would be the the biggest money they spend on a reliever like they'll spend more than that don't get me wrong Uh, But Knable could make a lot of sense for a lot of these different teams as somebody who signs for somewhat cheap, but ends up having a really big impact on the line.
2: So if that's where they're going to spend the money, in your opinion, Robert, you know, the one that I'm curious about in the position, I guess, is the bat side of things, because I feel like the Cardinals need to upgrade offensively. Do you see them playing in this shortstop market or, or one of these premier bats or is that going to be too costly for them?
1: Like that's something I've I've thought about and like going into the off season, I was thinking they would end up being big players for Trevor story. And maybe that ends up happening. If his market isn't what he once thought there's interest there for sure. Um, But like, it'll take a while for him to sign. and I don't expect him to sign until probably after uh, the lockout is over, um, which we don't know when that will be, (laughs) but they they seem pretty content with their current shortstop position, uh, or at least the candidates they have there now at the GM meetings, uh, they ended up doubling down on Paul DeYoung um, and, and expressing their belief. Maybe that's a smoke screen. Maybe it's not. I'm not exactly sure. But like, that being said, I have wondered about the fit there with Kyle Schwarber. Um, I know some people have, have thought about it behind the scenes. I don't know if they're in, but I think Schwarber could end up making a lot of sense as long as there's a DH implemented in the National League next year. Um, and I've also thought about him on Milwaukee, but Schwarber is somebody that really intrigues me.
0: He's we've talked a lot about him as a potential left-handed bat as well. They're very right-handed heavy. He he makes a lot of sense here in St. Louis. Are we talking about twenty plus million dollars per year though on a DH on a guy like Schwarber?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it'll be that expensive, but it'll be a multi-year deal um, for sure. So if maybe we're looking at two for thirty-five to forty in that range, maybe even more years or more dollars, like somewhere in that ballpark. Um, So like it won't be cheap. But you can also play him in, in the outfield if needed. Uh, like we got to see last year with the Cardinals, how many injuries they had, especially to the rotation. So like depth across the board is never a bad thing, um, and having an impact bat like Schwarber, and as you said, left-handed and a right-handed heavy lineup makes a lot of sense. So maybe that isn't like their preferred option, but like I like that's something I'm going to keep my eye on, especially if the DH is implemented in the National League.
2: So, Robert, final one from me. In your opinion, at the end of this offseason, when spring training starts up and you look at this Cardinal squad, what would you need to see from the team in the offseason to say that was a good offseason for John Mozaylock?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say, one, having more depth across the board because that really got tested last year um, just with how many injuries they had, but also adding a, a proven really good player, perhaps borderline star kind of player. And like, I thought that would be Trevor's story. Um, And I'm less optimistic that that's going to happen. Um, But I would want to see another really good impact player added to that lineup, Um, especially with this being Molina and Wainwright's last season in St. Louis. But you, you got to go all in on that, in my opinion, and they have the money that they're capable of doing it. They can extend payroll And what better message to send to Nolan Arnauto before his opt-out decision next year uh, than going all in on on this year? I I think it makes a ton of sense for him to do. Whether or not they actually do it, I don't know, but if I was running the show and I had a green light to spend on a premium player, I would, especially in a year like this.
0: We'll get you out of here on this. He mentioned that I'm very interested in Sean Manaya, and you broke my dreams there. So <laughs> I'll forgive you, I guess. Sure. Robert. <laughs> again, Robert oh, thank
1: goodness. I was worried. I was
0: worried. <laughs> Another guy that I am interested in. And yes, I understand he is 41 years old, but he just keeps hitting and he's been the third best hitter in all of baseball over the last three years. And he's a free agent. Once again, uh, it's Nelson Cruz. What kind of a market do you expect him to have? And let's assume that there's a universal DH in baseball next year. Is he going to be another one-year, ten million dollar deal?
1: Yeah, like Cruz is somebody that, like, when I heard you say forty-one years old, I was thinking you were talking Rich Hill at first. (laughs) I was really confused. Uh, But like Nelson Cruz makes a lot more sense there. Um, Like that, if if the if the universal DH is implemented, I would expect him to get a decent amount more than than 10 million a year just because instead of having 15 teams involved there would probably be i mean well there's a market of 30 and like i'm not saying all 30 are going to pursue him but there's just one st louis that's it (laughs)
0: Jeez,
1: yeah on the veterans minimum no less. (laughs) exactly (laughs) um like that like he's a player i think makes a lot of sense for a team like the san diego padres they were very much in on him last year or at the trade deadline um, and they need a veteran presence, and they—I mean—they got that as a manager and, and Bob Melvin, but you need a, a player like that in that clubhouse. So, like that to me oozes the San Diego Padres. I'm not saying the Cardinals are not going to get them, but uh, like if you want a cheaper version of Kyle Schwarber and a, a veteran presence, no less. If they haven't cruised there. It'd be pretty good.
0: That's a really good fit in, in uh, San Diego. I hadn't thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense. Hey, Robert, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. It's been an interesting start to this off season, and hopefully, it doesn't get shut down two weeks from now.
1: Yeah, I would not. Yeah, I'm going to crush your dreams again. I, I'm not <laughs> optimistic that a lockout could be avoided, but I will tell you this: it would not surprise me if a, a bigger free agent hopped off the board again this week. So I'll, I'll leave you with that one. Any uh-huh. hints? Uh, I mentioned him earlier on the show. Oh yes, you-
2: That's it. I yeah. like it. Robert, make us think, give me
0: one more <laughs> pitcher or hitter.
1: A <laughs> oh, pitcher. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave you with that one. It's a pitcher.
0: I appreciate it. That's Robert.